and yet another day of beautiful sunny skies in Michigan in February. I don't know what it means. It doesn't happen very often, but I don't think anybody around here is going to complain. We are not complaining because we have former Wolverine, former Michigan offensive lineman Jerry Diario on the line, and he's ready to go on this Friday. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing great, Denny. Great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Um, nice down here in Florida. The, the weather's been uh, meds and meds. It's, you know, it's in the 70s, but uh, a lot of clouds. I wasn't used to that uh, last year. Jerry, it's 48 and sunny out here, and it was even warmer, but a little windier earlier this week, but today I went out there was no wind and it felt like it, it, it might as well have been just 70 degrees. I was standing out there with a t-shirt on and saying, this is, this is great. That doesn't need to even be any warmer than this. this is perfect. So I'll take it. I'm ready to go. I just hope that the spring game on April the 20th is, uh, you know, 50 degrees and, and sunny or better. Uh, if that happens, Considering Michigan coming off a championship, if I remember correctly, I could somebody could you know tell me I'm I'm full of it, but I I think I remember it being real rainy uh, in, in the '98 <clears throat> spring game, which which kept the crowds down after, of course, the the last championship. You know, then it, it's um, that's Michigan spring game. I always remember it at the beginning of to early middle of uh, April, you know, about the 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere in there, maybe 8th or 9th. Um, and that weather is very unpredictable. Uh, I remember one one year was uh, very nice. It was a very nice, uh, mild uh, spring game. And then I remember two games where they were very, very cold and um, kind of miserable. So um, that's what's going to happen in uh, in April for the spring game, and that's what's going to happen in November and in, uh, in a regular season. So get used to it. <clears throat> get yeah. used to it. Can't uh, can't can't bet on it. OT, can't bet on it. <laughs> OT has not enjoyed this winter. He says it's been awful. He enjoys a snowy winter. I have a friend that does a lot of uh, skiing and. He hasn't really, obviously, he hasn't liked it either. There's no snow on the ground. I, I also have a friend who likes to build a, a skating rink in his yard. I haven't asked him how it's gone this year, but I don't even think you could have. Maybe you could have had one up for about a week or so, but that's about it. So if you like you like those outdoor sports, maybe ice fishing, this hasn't been the year for you either. But I'm not an ice fisher, man. Uh, I like watching hockey. I don't know about building an ice rink. And, uh, you know, that's about it. I haven't been skiing in a long time. You know, Denny, um, I used to love shoveling the snow. That's the only thing I liked in the wintertime. I used to love shoveling the snow. I loved chipping the ice off the uh, off the driveways. Great workout, great sweat. I used to love that stuff. Other than that, you can keep the snow. You can keep the winter. I just said that, uh, that's not me. I'm, uh, I, uh, I'm more of a uh, warmer weather kind of guy. So I'm more with the... Uh, uh, blank name. I am too. And, and I know this makes, it sounds like I'm a fair weather fan. I, I would rather sit up in the, the, the luxury box when it's, you know, below 50 degrees and, you know, everybody, uh, if it could be cold out there, everybody looks like they're having a great time. I'd like to be up in, uh, you know, behind the glass there and, and the, the control temperature, but that's me. You know, I, I've always been that way. It's from the beginning. So same here, Denny. I want, 60 degrees. Once it goes below 60, I'm trying to get inside. I used to have a, a 60 degree drop dead date. I wouldn't go to a baseball game if it was under 60 degrees, but I've changed that over the years. Certainly when they, they if you're in the playoffs, it's a difference. And I went to some really cold, I think of the world series, uh, the tigers in 2006 against the Cardinals, it was freezing in the, in the game they won. They also it was freezing when they played the A's in the first round, the year that uh, Cabrera won the, the triple crown, you'd have everything on and the wind was blowing it. Like that's not baseball weather, baseball, 70 degrees sitting outside. And uh, there you go. But we're not here to talk about uh, baseball. No nope. And the weather will leave that for the meteorologist. We're here to talk uh, football and we're going to, we'll look back to, the non-conference slate from last year, and then we'll switch it up and we will 
look at um, this year, the three games that are on tap, the, the, the non-con comps. We'll get to that coming up. Also, J.J. McCarthy, a lot of talk about J.J. being selected in the first round. And will he even be a, a top 10 quarterback? Could he bust into the top three? I'll ask Jerry how he thinks J.J. will do in the pros. Well, let's start out talking a little bit about quarterbacks. We we uh, messed around a little bit talking about him uh, last week, Jerry. But we know the... The, the candidates, uh, Jack Tuttle ends up getting a seventh year and he'll be able to come back to Michigan for a second year. A lot of experience there. You've got the two third year guys, guys that have been in the program coming up for three years, Alex Orgy and Jaden Denigal. I know you have said you're a Denigal guy. You liked what you saw from him. Davis Warren on the, uh, the roster here. And then the, uh, the highly rated, true freshman quarterback, Jaden Davis, who is in for spring. But Jerry, if you have an offensive line, you're a former offensive lineman, it matters who the, the quarterback is for the, the different kind of, uh, the different kind of uh, certainly run blocking, or I guess pass blocking maybe as well, that you'll block differently for different quarterbacks. That's the question. You know, I, I, I see uh, Tuttle coming back creates a lot of competition. There's nobody that has the job secure, in my opinion, at this point in time as quarterback at the University of Michigan. And that's because we have three very quality uh, quarterbacks that can that can perform. I think the one that's going to come out of the three is going to be the one who can show that they can run and pass at this at, at, at both equally, I think. And then that's why I keep talking about Denigle. I see Tuttle. You know, he's a lot bigger than I thought. I didn't think Tuttle was as big as uh, as he is. A um, lot lankier than than I thought. A uh, little nervous about him taking a hit. Little nervous about him going through a Big Ten tw- um, uh, season and getting banged up the way he's going to get banged up. And I want a quarterback that's going to exploit that inside run read option out the other end. I want that quarterback. That's the quarterback I want. There's too many times where I see defenses just jumping that inside zone, not just against us, but against other teams. They're jumping that inside zone. They're jumping it with the linebacker. They're jumping it with the defensive end. And there's nothing outside for the quarterback. So in my opinion, the guy that can show that he can run the ball and throw the ball uh, decently at the same time, you know, with the same kind of uh, quality – I think that's the guy that's going to win the job. Uh, I think Tuttle brings more competition. And what does competition do, Denny? Competition makes everybody better. Yeah, and we love – everybody loves talking about the the QBs. We didn't talk about it last year because we knew it was going to be J.J. McCarthy. But I think we do all realize, even though we all might say, hey, we think it's going to be this guy or that guy, that the leader right now, they have an idea who they think would be the starter if they had to name one right now, but that guy could be different in spring when they go through the competition. That same guy could get passed up. There could be a change in the summer phase going into then fall camp, and then it could switch in a game or two. So we, we're talking about it, but all of these guys, you, you might have more than one playing in a game. You might have an idea of a rotation, especially Orgy. We saw him last year, even in the national champ in the big games, orgy would come. They had an orgy package. So, uh, orgy's, I would say, if I if I knew one thing for sure, orgy's going to be involved some way. He might not be the starter uh, in the in the first game, but he'll likely play, and they'll have a package for him. And I could sure see him in short yarded situations and obviously goal line situations uh, coming up this year. Uh, Denny, I've, I've got a couple. I brought up a couple of film. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later. But we, I looked at Orgy's package, and, and he ran that uh, counter counter play um, with the uh, backside guard and tackle pulling. My take is if we can develop that series a little bit more, maybe giving the ball on the uh, on the jet to a uh, on Samaj Morgan or one of the uh, backs or or. Uh, Donovan Edwards, if we can give that ball and let them get outside, 
with the threat of the counter coming back the other way, I think that's going to be a heck of a package. We have to be able to read that, though. That, um, if we can end up reading that, that's going to be a heck of a package for us. I think uh, it's a great play. I think uh, Denigal can run that. I think Orgy can run that. I'm not sure about Tuttle, but I think he has at least the um, um, uh, uh, agility to be able to run the play. I don't know if he can keep the pounding. I think I think Orgy and Jaden uh, Denigal can maybe get through the season relatively healthy uh, running that package and run the ball as much as they might be doing because that, that, that play right there and that, that package right there can be very, very effective. I know we ran it in high school. We were very effective with it. And, and it really puts a, a defense in dilemma because now they got to defend the jet sweep out the one end and the counter back the other way. And oh, by the way, if you have a run pass option off of that, it just makes it very difficult for a defense to uh, stop them both. Yeah, the more I look at Alex Orgy, I can't get away from comparing him to Jalen Hurts from the Eagles. He, he squats an enormous amount of weight, like, you know, close to 600 pounds when he was in high school. I heard Kirk Campbell, Michigan's new offensive coordinator, a week or two ago on a podcast saying that Orgy's number one at Michigan and all their key performance indicators that they go through and measure all these guys. Uh, athletically, he is off the charts. And that reminds me of Jalen Hurts. People didn't think Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Jalen Hurts got uh, benched in the championship game by Nick Saban and then lost his starting job and then left. But look at him now. Uh, pretty good. Didn't have the greatest year this year, but the year before he did. But I sure think that the comparison to Hurts, that's why I have it. But how about Nick's, uh, not Nick Saban, but Jim Harbaugh when he was talking about Nick Saban's quarterback? Jim Harbaugh, prior to the Rose Bowl, said he's like a real polished Alex Orgy. He was talking about Jalen Milrow. Yep. He said the athletic skill set, the playmaking ability, just the ability to extend plays. Orgy, even a little bit bigger than Milrow, if we believe the 6'3, 236 compared to the 6'2. 220 Milrow. And I would also say about Milrow, Jerry, is that if there is a comparison there and, and everybody's high on uh, Orgy because of, uh, you know, he's this outstanding athlete and everything else, and he wins the job. Remember, Milrow got benched after they lost to Texas. And then the following game, the South Florida, when they only put up 17 points, he got benched. And then he had to come back and, and uh, rose from the ashes there in Tuscaloosa to, to get him to the college football playoff and, and, and through the, uh, the iron bowl miracle with that, that final play to put him in position to get there. So I see the comparisons, but you also remember, you know, in Texas is that game. They went on the road and, and, and he lost that game. I think what Jim is maybe alluding to is that Orgy is going to need a couple games, get under his belt. Um, get knocked around a little bit and then settle into a position and settle into the position. Uh, and I think um, uh, coach Harbaugh is saying that he's saying that Milrow needed a couple games to uh, uh, get banged up around and then sit the bench and learn. Now relook at the, uh, at the game. You know, it, it's one thing to look at the game and then go be the starter. It's another thing to go look at the game, be a starter, get benched and then come back in and start. And now you see a whole different game that second time you got to see uh, the game play out. So may, I think that's what maybe Coach Harbaugh is thinking about, is that Orgy's going to have to have some time to develop and experience uh, game time situations as a starter. And I, and I think that's what uh, Coach Harbaugh is talking about. Don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. I hope one of the guy goes guys go through whoever the best is and, and seizes it and never looks back. I don't know if that's realistic or not. Somebody mentioning on here that uh, Orgy is the better athlete, but Denical has the better arm and accuracy. I, I think you believe that too, don't you, Jerry? But that doesn't mean that, that Orgy can't get better with his accuracy. And if he's a 10 out of 10 runner, you don't, you don't need to be a 
you know, the most accurate quarterback in college football. If you're one of the best running quarterbacks in college. You know, nice to be I, I, was, I was watching Denny and somebody said, um, I think it was Wednesday when, when you were on with uh, Scar talking about orgy, just run the quarterback um, zone outside and put orgy one-on-one with the cornerback, block everybody else and, and put orgy one-on-one with the cornerback, which might not be all that bad of uh, a thought process because I think there's going to be a lot of cornerbacks that are going to turn their head and maybe miss a tackle uh, conveniently on orgy. So that, that, that's something that, uh, you know, I've got no problem with a running quarterback. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, good running game, good running quarterback. If we can throw some out of it, that'd be great. I just think in my opinion, what I've seen so far, I think that goal gives us all of the best options. I think he can throw very well. I think he's got a rocket of an arm. I saw that. In, uh, in practice last year. Uh, we saw it in uh, the Nebraska game. He's, he can be very accurate, and, and he can run, and he can run people over. And that's why I kind of like Denigal. I think he can do the two things that we need him to do. Now, the third thing, and this is, and this is where the rubber is going to meet the road. Who's going to be the best leader in that huddle? Who are those guys going to respond to? And remember, this is going to be a new offensive line. It's going to be a new set of receivers. We've got one running back or two running backs coming back and a very good tight end. Who's that offense going to respond to? And I think that's going to be the guy who's going to be uh, uh, playing against uh, uh, Ohio and Columbus. Now, Jerry, I've noticed as you've come out here, you'll, you'll wear some, uh, some Michigan stuff. I, I know the Valiant – shirt and, and pullover, but the people are commenting in on your shirt. Like they can see what it is. Uh, Michael's saying it's a, a Rose bowl polo. Is that, is that accurate? I, I don't know how they can tell that. Yeah. That, uh, um, uh, Michael, this is a, this is a Rose bowl shirt that I got from a reunion uh, against Washington. We played them in 21. I believe it was, we had a, um, a 40 year reunion of Bo's first Rose Bowl championship team. We were, and, and this is and this is why I like where we're at right now. Everybody's kind of putting us down. Uh, we're ranked seventh, which is a lot better than I thought we would be. Um, but a lot of people are putting us back in the back corner. Remember, we are defending national champions. When we went into this year, we were not even in the top 20. We were not on TV against Notre Dame because they thought Notre Dame had three better opponents. We end up winning the Big Ten Championship, beating Ohio and Columbus. Uh, we went to the Rose Bowl and ended up winning uh, Bo's first Rose Bowl uh, victory. So uh, this, this was a shirt that I got from that reunion. Uh, big Ed Moransky, John Wangler, those guys all were the big uh, contributors to it and uh, – um, leaders of it and uh it was a great experience a great experience seeing all those guys that i played with back then mike tugerback um ed wangs all those guys it was just great stanley edwards all of them one of the great moments in michigan football history is uh, after that that victory against washington when you guys put Bo on your shoulders it's made an iconic photo but uh, everybody loved it. Uh, it was getting that monkey off his back, and uh, it was just one of the just one of the awesome times. It still is. You know, they've they've had uh, you could say bigger victories, but uh, I don't know if they've had one that uh, everyone felt as good about as that particular one right there. You know, Denny, I always say I keep I, I'm I'm 62 years old. I'm still scanning off the uh, off the program. I'm still invited uh, back to. Um, activities and, and still getting apparel and all this good stuff. And, and it was just a, a true honor and true joy to be on that football team and be part of the Michigan football program. Uh, it, it's something that stays with you the rest of your life. Uh, you get the benefit from it for the rest of your life. And it, it's uh, um, one of the great highlights of my life. Pretty good uh, fringe benefit. I can tell you that. You know, Very good fringe benefits. Yes. Able to do that. So let's compare just uh, off the top of our head. We'll look at some numbers. and But we'll look at last year's first three games and this year's first three games. For a second, if you could do this, if you could take this year's rules 
and put it with uh, last year, that means you know Michigan would have J.J. McCarthy and, and everything, but they would be playing in a 12-team playoff. Uh, they would play Texas, and they would play Oregon with Mix, and they would play Penix with uh, Washington. They might have to play some of those teams two times on their way, what it would be like if, if that happened. But for two years in a row, the last two years, Michigan has had really – uh, easy non-conference uh, schedule where they could experiment and they did experiment. Uh, obviously in 22, they had a free for all uh, game one, game two, but, but last year, here's some of the things that jumped out to me, Jerry against East Carolina, the 30 to three game JJ came out, had 15 straight completions. And then Roman Wilson jumped up and had three touchdowns. And then Roman Wilson had two touchdowns in the second game against UNLV. And, you know, through two t- uh, through two games, JJ was completing over eighty seven percent of his passes, and you know he he completed his first thirteen against the running rebels. So the first two games, everybody was um, thinking like, uh, bring on the competition, you know. You know, you look at this year's uh, um, first three games versus last year's three, first three games. One of the good things about having Texas so early. Uh, everybody's picking them, and, and rightfully so. They've got the quarterback coming back. They've got the coach coming back. And of the four playoff teams, that's the only one that can say that. What I will say is Texas is losing some. They're losing some uh, very good defensive linemen, uh, very good defensive personnel, and uh, and they're losing some offensive linemen as well, and the running back. In my opinion, I think it's much better to be young playing at home than it is to be young playing on the road. And so, yes, they've got the experienced quarterback, but I think our defense is something that's very used to that kind of player. Them coming into Michigan, I think is going to be a very difficult test for them next year. And with that said, when we win that game, it's going to put us in a position to repeat and defend our national title because at that point in time i think washington loses a lot uh usc is intriguing and i said this last week i made this uh usc was the team i completely you know gaffed on i mean i i messed up on usc both ways i didn't think i thought they were going to be a very good team during the regular season i thought their defense was going to be much improved that was all bull I thought they were going to get blown out in the in the bowl game, and they come back and, and uh, perform very well and win their bowl game. So USC is kind of a wild card. I you know, you look at Caleb Williams, and you know you asked me last week, Danny, who would I take? And I said I would take Marvin Harris and stay with. Uh, That's right. Uh, you did say you that. Know, Number one overall. I, I would take uh, Marvin Harris and stay with Fields, and, and one of the reasons is. You know, sometimes that quarterback position can be very talented, but can also be polarizing, to say the least. And and, and, and uh, we're going to see what USC has next year. But I like where we're at. I like what, what uh, we're, we're looking at. We've got um, Washington on the road. And if there's a team that you want to be on the road against, I think it's Washington. We have your Oregon coming, uh, coming to our place. And uh, I, I think I, I feel very good. I feel, you know, and, and the other thing is you don't have them back and stacked right behind each other. You don't have two and three games that you really got to play your A game because that's very difficult in, in college. It's difficult in the pros. It's difficult in college. It's very difficult in high school. So you, you I, I saw the schedule. It doesn't look like you got the um, you have to play an A game three games in a row. I, I don't think that's the case. I think we've got nice little breakups there. Not that the other teams aren't good, but I think there are some teams we can play a big game and win. Good stuff. And and it didn't wasn't completely smooth sailing last year in the non-conference schedule. It looked like it was going to be after the first two games, but that third game, Michigan was only up fourteen to six at the half, and JJ had thrown three interceptions. And Michael points out, not that I forgot, but it's, it's something. If we're talking about last year's non-conference schedule, no Jim Harbaugh for those first three games. And then right. Michigan had a different head coaches, acting head coaches in all that games. In the one game, they had 
Minter at the start, and then Hart took over for the second half. So there, you had all kinds of things. And now, who would know that that could have helped them for later on in the year when Harbaugh was also suspended for the last three games of the year? How about no, that? absolutely. And I, you know, you're going to have a lot more um, uh, stability uh, going into this year, uh, having uh, having our coach on the field, our head coach on the field. Uh, our, de- our our assistants all in place. You know, when we were uh, last year, we're, we're not we're playing the first three games without Coach Harbaugh. And we don't, you know, we didn't really know, frankly, what, what the future was with them at all. So uh, Fresno, yeah, it, it, Fresno is no joke. Fresno is going to be a nice. That's a good. That's a good turn. Uh, uh, to you know, that's a good opener. Um, but if we can get by them, I, I think uh, Texas coming in. I think they're going to be a little inexperienced at, at some key places. And I think we can get them at home. About Richard's point here, Jerry, he says people will be surprised when we beat Texas and Washington this year. And he's putting down 16 and Oh, about that? That's a lot of games, Richard. That's a lot of games, man. That's a, that's a lot, a lot of great wins right there. And I hope you're right. Um, I think I, 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 you know, when you look at it, Denny, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but, you know, we could be playing Ohio State and Columbus and then playing them right next week in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Okay. So um, there, there, there's a lot that's going to be happening in late November, early December uh, in college football next year. I mean, there's going to, there are going to be some other games like uh, other conferences doing the same thing. You're going to have Teams playing back-to-back pretty much. Yeah, the, the schedule is loaded. Not only uh, Texas, who you already talked about, uh, Oregon and Ohio State. Looks like you know they could be the number one team, maybe two, uh, in the preseason. But we've just seen here in the offseason the, the, the talent. But, yeah, Michigan could be playing them twice. And then if you can get in that 12-team playoff, who knows who – you know, all the teams that you've played, you might have to run up against them. You might be playing two teams. You know, it, it, it's going to be interesting. What if, what if, um, uh, 12 and 0 goes against 12 and 0 in Columbus? We, we, uh, we, uh, Ohio gets us in Columbus and we beat them in Indianapolis. What, who, who's going to be the number four team then? You know, that, that there's going to be some interesting scenarios at, at, at that point. So, uh, it's mm. going to be a fun season. It's going to be a real fun opening season for a 12, uh, 12 team playoff. And then they'll start talking about 20 in 2014 playoffs here soon. So, okay. Well, I'm going to give you Michigan. I think that if uh, in, in that scenario, I think Michigan winning the Big Ten championship, they would technically win the Big Ten championship, even though they'd have the same record as Ohio State. And in that scenario, I'm going to give them the automatic bid and I'm giving them a bye. Uh, hey, I'm, I'll take it. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I see do. What happens. I think a lot of people. I, I'll take. I'd rather just have the buy, I, but I will take if you offered me right now uh, any spot in a twelve-team college playoff, considering how much Michigan lost on offense. But I really would like to be in the. This would be the the first four after there's a buy because I would like to wait four and twelve eight. Yes, I would like to be in the first four because I'd like to have a home game. I would. I, I think everybody looks forward to Michigan playing a a early December playoff game. And you'd love to see some Georgia or LSU coming on into the, to the big house and having to deal with that. That would be something that would be. Well, not only are you going to get a home game, Danny, with that first four, you're going to get a buy there too. So there, there's a lot of uh, um, benefit getting into that top four. Okay. I'll buy. <laughs> I thought you get a buy and then, then, but in the first round, is at the home sites. Is the second round at the home sites too? I thought the second. I well, ten, twelve teams. You, you, you. Uh, twelve teams. You get four. That's a buy. So then you just have an, an eight teamer, and that one is at the the home field right. of uh, the teams with the top four. Yeah. You know, that's that's the next four after the buy. But then after that, I think they go to a bowl setup. I think, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. By the way, Richard, I'm with you. We're going to go 16 0, but it's a lot of good wins, Richard. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, well, it looks like people are agreeing with you and, and Richard here today. 
Uh, here's another championship. And Moose says, uh, the good news about our schedule is we only have four road games. Another great, another great th- um, uh, scenario there, Richard. Yep. Absolutely. Or uh, Moose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I know the first, what, four or five games are on at home. Yeah, the first five games are at home because they start out. Five games are at home, so yeah, absolutely. USC, Minnesota, at Washington, and then they have uh, at Illinois, at Indiana, and then the last one at the Snake Pit. So there you go. You are right about that. So if we we looked at last year and then this year's, we've been talking about as well. Fresno, uh, Texas. They uh, out of all the different, way too early polls that I've looked at, most of them have Texas, uh, if not all of them, uh, in the top five. And a lot of people pointing to Texas beating Alabama last year in uh, Tuscaloosa. Here's a pro football focus top 25 way too early poll that just came out today. Michigan checking in at seven and in Texas is in the uh, top five of that one. What would you, you know, think about? Never, you know, what happened to, hey, they're number one until somebody beats them. We heard that about Georgia. We heard that about Alabama. What, what happened to that? Now, how come How come all of a sudden a, a Big Ten team wins a national title, now they drop down to seven when they went from one? I, I don't know. That, that, a little concerning to me. A little, a little confusing to me. I don't well, know. I, Jerry, you, I, there will be some writers. That's why I, I think Michigan's going to be a little bit higher then we might be thinking out of seven sounds about right, but I would, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'll put them in front of old miss right now. I, you know, I can make a case that they're in front of old miss and they beat Alabama to your point. Right. So, and then Georgia beat and Georgia got beat by Alabama. Yeah. So there's two teams we should be ahead of, right? We beat Ohio state. Yeah. There will be some writers that will, will have, that, that will really value what you're saying, that they'll say, look, I'm going to put Michigan up there. And, and by the way, Denny, I am not a big poll guy. I'm not a big poll guy until the end. That's when the, that's when the polls matter. Okay. The, 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 the other stuff, it's all, it's all fluff and newspaper people talking about themselves, but um, you know, Hey, listen, you, okay, fine. You got us ranked seven. I, I like being ranked seven, but to be honest with you, why aren't we ranked number one? Nobody's beaten us yet. Well, Jerry, I, um, it's just how the people are responding to you. Moose says one hundred percent. You know, I've, you're getting a lot of uh, you're getting a lot of thumbs up from the the people. Uh, Richard's ready to fight if <laughs> if uh, Michigan's at five. So, uh, okay, there we go. Michael's just like uh, let's let's do it. Okay. Let's go to what we said we were going to get earlier, and that's J.J. McCarthy and the NFL draft. A lot of speculation about where J.J. will get picked. Some people I have seen across the country surprised that he's in the first round, but could be in the the first half of the first round. And then recently in the last two weeks, there have been these – gurus have been watching the tape and they're like, wow, JJ could be in the top 10. And then I've heard, I'm trying to think if I can remember uh, who said it. There've been at least two people that have said the scouts that they've talked to, some of them have McCarthy number two on their board behind Caleb Williams. Now they weren't calling me and and asking me that because that's where I've had JJ McCarthy uh, all along. But I want to ask you, Jerry, like, as you've watched him play as much as, uh, uh, is anybody out there in being able to translate to the NFL? You watch the NFL as well. Will J.J. McCarthy succeed in the NFL as a quarterback? Well, I, here, here's my take on J.J. First of all, great leader, uh, proven leader, proven leader in high school. You know, I, I was uh, out with uh, Ed Warner um, la- uh, last Saturday night, and he recruited J- uh, J.J. to uh, Michigan. And, um, you know, Ohio did not recruit J.J., um, Ed, Ed told me, he said, that, you know, when, when I took a look at him, when I first took a look at him, first of all, the guy won two state championships in Illinois as a freshman and sophomore. So this guy's a leader. This guy is a true leader. And um, then he went down to IMG and, and, and did well down there. So as far as a guy that you want in the huddle, this is, this is a guy you can, you can 
do that. You want there. He's going to be that kind of leader. He's going to get guys motivated just like he did this year. He's got great skills. We saw his skills this year. He's got, he can throw, he can roll to the left turn and throw on a dime on a rope. Uh, he, he can do those kinds of things. He's got great mechanics. He's agile. I, I, I like his uh, mobility. He's, uh, he can move. Um, and, and he kind of reminds you of uh, some great uh, quarterbacks that uh, are, are, are able to get outside the pocket and, pocket and make big plays uh, from nothing. So he can do that. My problem, my biggest concern with JJ is his durability. Now, do I have anything to base that on? No. He's made it through two Big Ten seasons, unscathed pretty much, injury-free, done everything. The NFL is going to be a little bit different. He's going to learn. He's going to need to learn how to slide. He's going to have to run. Um, when he's when he's not supposed to, he's going to learn how to, he's going to have to learn how to slide and, and, and um, uh, pick and choose those battles. I see JJ's around about an eight to twelve year NFL vet, um, probably a little bit better than uh, uh, Pickett um, from uh, the Steelers. I think I, I, I think I would put him above Pickett um, uh, from the Steelers, and um, I, I don't know if he's going to be a dominant NFL player, but I, I think JJ is going to be an eight to 12 year player. who's going to always have value on a team because he's going to be able to go in and perform at a high level in high intensity games. And so that's my pick with JJ. Is he going to be a starter and a dominant uh, starter? Depends on what team picks him. Good point. I don't want to sound like Jim Harbaugh when I say that I think that J.J. McCarthy can be as good as any of these quarterbacks in, in this draft, but I do believe that. And it's really it's nothing against Caleb Williams or Drake May. It's more of just what I've seen from J.J. and how I've watched quarterbacks over the year. I do know, not that it's a crapshoot, but it's I don't know, 40. It, it's, it's not even 50% with a number one overall pick in succeeding if we look over the last 10 or 15 years. So, not all of these guys that we talk about are going to succeed. And there are a lot of different variables when it goes into it. Uh, and you mentioned one of them getting into the right system and getting into the right spot. That's going to be big. If I could have that now, that's not the only thing. And I'll, I'll tell you what I think is uh, some of the big things and why I like them, but I think these are the good landing spots for JJ. And what all of these teams have is they, they have a system set up where he doesn't have to come in and people aren't going to say, let's start him from game one. There's a lot, most mock drafts, certainly uh, Mel Kuyper has JJ going to the Seahawks. They have Geno Smith there and they have at least three good wideouts there. That's a nice system. McDonald is there. He could sit. They wouldn't force him in right off the bat. Same thing with the Rams. Same thing with the Lions. When you're, you're looking at Goff and Stafford, we don't know if Baker Mayfield's going to resign with the Bucs, but that is uh, contingent on him being there. Uh, you know, the, the the Saints have a starting quarterback. Uh, the Jets at least do heading into the season. He could be out after the first four plays. We know that. And, and you know, in dimes, you know, people say, oh, Jets and Giants, I don't want to see him go there. Dables are pretty good, worked really well with Josh Allen. And, and Danny Dimes is there. Uh, he would be a, a nice bridge quarterback. I, I like the situation for for all of, of these teams, Jerry, if uh, J.J. would go to him because uh, he doesn't have to get in there right away. And not that it, uh, it it's the crapshoot part where you look at Bryce Young last year who, who went number one, and there was a lot of you know Michigan fans like C.J. Stroud will suck because all Ohio State fans suck. And if C.J. Stroud was with Carolina, he would have been great, I think. Uh, it wasn't like uh, Houston was sitting down there, which is this great situation, but they put him in, and he was awesome. Well, you can't predict that sometimes, but I, I do think these are the teams that I would like to see him go to. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice if we can get him with the Lions? I, I don't know if he's going to be around there. I, I think he's going to go uh, somewhere between uh, 18 and 25. Uh, I, want, I want to say that, and I don't think we have uh, – uh, pick that high so um i i could see him uh going to the sea uh, the, the seattle seahawks um um you got uh, mcdonald out there he knows jj knows him well and uh i think he could learn a lot sitting behind smith for a couple years and, and then uh go into that position real nicely 
Um, the Bucks, he could almost be going back to IMG there. That would that might uh, that might mm-hmm. happen. I could see that happen. I, I could see the Saints. I mean, the Saints really still haven't uh, solidified their quarterback position at all. So uh, he could he could be um, in that three uh, uh, three uh, man competition to start next year for the Saints. So um, the Jets and Giants, mm. Giants. I would uh, I, I'd probably um, put a little bit a uh, little bit of stock in that. I think that's a that's a, a possibility. Yeah, the, the Jets, it wouldn't be bad if you knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to play all year long. He would, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. He seems, the every year he seems a little bit weirder. But, so I don't know if he would uh, help a quarterback or not. Because- you know, here, here's my thought, Danny. I never liked going out and banking on a quarterback because typically when you do that, you don't have linemen. You don't have receivers or you don't have backs and tight ends. Something's missing if you're going out and putting all your marbles in a quarterback. And that's where quarterbacks' careers are short-lived. Um, I mean, you know, the guy from Oregon that came to Detroit a, a, a while back, a couple of decades <laughs> ago. Okay, uh, what was his name? Arrington? Joey, uh, Joey Arrington? Joey uh, Arrington, yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the, you know, Tim Couch. These quarterbacks that are taken early and they're put into the fire right away – behind inexperienced people, it's never a good fit. So I want to see J.J. go somewhere, be developed, learn the system, have good people around them, and and be a great pro uh, quarterback that manages the game. I mean, you look at some of the great quarterbacks over the years. Now, you take Brady out of it, um, Mahomes out of it. Most of all, you know, even Montana. I mean, I, I think Montana was uh, – was he managed the game with great receivers around him? Terry Bradshaw. He had great people all around him. I mean, the, the great defense that he had with him. You can you don't have to go out and make the quarterback win games. And, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think JJ wants to go to a place where he's gonna have people around him that are going to help him be successful, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side too. Because at the end of the day, what did quarterbacks most judge on? How many Super Bowls you win? That's where uh, JJ is. You know, he, he's gonna he's gonna shine because he's had that experience. He's he's been in big games. He's been in big conference games. He's been in big national games. He's he's led our team to the national championship. He's led high school teams to their state championships. This guy is a true leader. I'm I'm concerned about his durability in the pros, but this guy is a true leader. There's no question in my mind about that. And I would pick him, too, as far as the quarterback is concerned as well. I would put Caleb Williams slightly ahead of him. Slightly ahead of him. A lot of time they will tell on Caleb Williams. I think the verdict's still out on him. Seven teams, I think, would be a good position for J.J. McCarthy. The Seahawks, Rams, Lions, Bucks, Saints, Jets, and Giants. Here are the teams that... I do not want to see J.J. McCarthy end up with. And there's a a list of these, uh, five of them. Uh, If uh, the Vikings select J.J. McCarthy, they are are moving on at the quarterback position, and they will want him to start early. And that's not going to be a good spot. He's got Jefferson. That's, you know, a great wide receiver and and all of that. But that's uh, the commander's. That's a mess. And and that would be, and you know, you maybe the commanders would move back. They take him at two. That'd be a hell of a lot of pressure. They would want to put him in there. Bears, if they moved back and they wanted to go quarterback at nine, you just don't want to end up with the Bears. The Patriots, they have no playmakers on that offense. I don't like the Falcons uh, either. You could make a case the Falcons have some pieces. You know, you could make an argument with the Falcons. I don't know if you can make an argument with the Broncos, but you can with the front, uh, the Falcons. So what about this list of teams? I don't want to see them end up. Danny, I'm going to disagree with you on one team. I, if I was the, if I were the bears and he's around, I'm jumping all over him in the second round. Oh, the second round. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and I don't think he's going to be there. And the bears don't have two picks in the first round. Do they? Uh, yeah, they, they have one and nine. The one is from, uh, last year from Carolina, and then nine 
is their own pick. So they have two picks. But if they that crank- might be a little bit optimistic for JJ, but if I if I'm the Bears, you're thinking about Fields and and what his future is. This is the guy. JJ McCarthy's the guy you go after and put pressure on Fields with. Yeah, well, if they they trade out of one, if they trade out of one, they'll be getting some uh, ammunition to do whatever they want if if they were eyeballing J.J. I don't think it's uh, in the cards for them there. I I think they're either going to go fields. I would bet that uh, everything that I have, that it's going to be Caleb Williams for them. But the one thing about J.J. McCarthy that I do know about him is that he is a Chicago Bears fan. He has mentioned it a few times. I, I I could see I could see the Bears maybe moving that nine pick down, trading down and getting JJ at around fourteen or fifteen. I think JJ fits the Bears very well because it does everything they want. You get Marvin Harris now. You got DJ Moore with Marvin Harris. Commit. You got a decent offensive line. You got <laughs> uh, uh, Fields, and if Fields doesn't perform, you got JJ McCarthy behind him. Well, and you're going to have a hell of a lot of t- players around that because you're going to get a boatload because in your scenario, they're trading Caleb Williams. OT thinks that Kirk Cousins is going to get signed by Minnesota, and then, then he thinks J.J. would be a good spot for them. Okay, if they if they re-sign Kirk Cousins and they take J.J., I'll agree with you on that. I don't think that's likely uh, that that's going to happen, but uh, I'll agree with you, OT, if that's the – if that's the scenario that ends up playing out. So there you go. All good stuff. All right, uh, Jerry, you, you have some film, right? You said you have some film. Yeah. I just wanted to go over um, um, some of these uh, scenarios with, uh, with, um, uh, with our quarterback situation. And I just want to show one play that I think is a very, could be a very good, very effective series um, for these new quarterbacks and fit them very well. I, Orgy's already proven he can do it. And, and I think um, uh, this is something that our, our, our offense could really benefit with um, and, and utilize. Here yeah. is, okay. Here here is, excuse me, Denny. Um, here is um, Orgy against Michigan State late in the game. Now, a couple things here. First of all, these offensive linemen everybody's worried about, a lot of these guys are coming back, with the exception, uh, I think, uh, Big Jones is right here. But you've got Habib, uh, you've got uh, um, um, Giovanni over here, you've got uh, Crippen, uh, you have uh, Pierce, uh, number 79. These guys played well last year in those first six, seven games, and they got a lot of good playing time. Um, now, the reason I like this play is because what you're going to see is an outside zone this way and a counter back this way. What we used to do, um, what my teams used to do is we used to read what we called the C-gap player. And that's this guy right here. You see that mark right there, that circle right there, Denny? Yes, I do. That's the who we used to read. That's who we used to read. And once this guy does He's going to either do one of two things. He's going to go down with the tackle or he's going to come up on the running back. One of the two. You don't block him. You read him. If he goes with the tackle, you give the jet motion, the Shamaj Morgan right here, and you got lead blockers out in front of him. Watch the scenario set up. It's very nice on the the jet sweep. If this defensive end, the C-gap player, uh, goes down, right? See, he comes up on Morgan. You see that, Denny? Yeah, he came right up field, yep. He came right up field. This guy, what I call a C-gap player, the guy between the tackle and the tight end, and he's playing head up, he's got to be playing that C-gap. So he is the C-gap player, in my opinion, right here. What does he do? He comes up on Morgan. What does that do? It has nobody on the backside uh, to bottle up and stop the quarterback counter on the other side. This is a very effective series right here. Watch and, and oh, by the way, you people that are really concerned about um, our center, Nugent was fantastic. We got a real steal with Nugent last year, but I believe this is Crippen. This is difficult. This is very difficult to pull out as a center, and then 
kick out that quickly. This is a heck of a job by Crippen right here. Pulling out, kicking out, and then um, Orgy just follows big gold uh, um, Trente Jones, 53 through the hole, and it's a huge hole. Watch the linebackers. They're going with that jet. They've got to honor that jet. That's why this play is so effective. you got two plays outside of one, and you got lead blockers. Now you're one-on-one. -on -one. That play could have been a touchdown if he doesn't get tripped up by uh, um, that number 35 or 36 from Michigan State who makes a last-ditch effort. Did but he that, get scared? That, was, was that a turf monster, maybe? That, yeah, that's a very effective series, and I think – and one of the things I'm, I'm thinking, Denny, is that – Tuttle or uh, um, yeah, Tuttle. I think can run it. I'm a little bit concerned if he can run it for 12 games. I think uh, Denigal and Orgy can both run this and, and be successful. Here is the quarterback power. Here's the quarterback power. What you're going to see is everybody blocking down, blocking gap, blocking gap, and the backside guard pulling around. Um, this is the kind of thing I think we're going to. We're going to be more look, look, um, look more like this year. I think we've got quarterbacks that can run this. I think we've got big, strong quarterbacks that can run this. And, um, and, and we're going to make defenses honor that quarterback run. But that's a great run by uh, Orgy. Yeah. That's a great run by Orgy. And look at the uh, offensive line come down. This is that Pierce kid I saw uh, from California right here. Boom. Big, you know, he's, he's that's a six eight uh, offensive lineman right there, and that's why JJ, in my opinion, is just slightly below Caleb Williams. I don't think Caleb's shown me too much, except he's got great talent. This guy's shown he can win. Just gonna look. You said Pierce is six foot eight. You're right, Mission Viejo, California, three hundred and twenty pounds. Look, look at that movement they get right there. That, that's, that's our second offensive line right there. By the way, that's our second offensive line. You got Hinton in there. You got uh, uh, Crippen. You got Pierce. You and, and uh, the kid from Northwestern coming in. Habib, great job pulling around. Very athletic right there. So our offensive line could be very sound. Believe me. You know, Scar talks about Michigan means defense. I'm going to tell you something, Denny. I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. To me, Michigan is offensive lineman you. So there's plenty in the cupboards there. Plenty in the cupboards. Here's a uh, shot of J.J. Yeah, I'm going to do this one now, Denny, if you want to uh, – um, uh, get ready okay, while I, I, I do want to tell everybody that they can and should join up with the Maze and Blue Review today by going to michigan.rivals.com. You get on the Maze and Blue Review, and then all day and all night, you're talking about Michigan. So that's the way to do it. I'll see you over on the den, michigan.rivals.com. Get that done. And, Jerry, you're looking for the next film, and there it is. There it is. It, this is against Alabama. Um, J.J. running this one. Okay, so not just Orgy can run it, but J.J. can run it as well. So here we are. You got all the motion coming over. You got all the motion coming over. Um, here's the C-gap player now because this guy right here is in the B-gap. He's between the guard tackle. So I'm not going to read him. I'm reading this guy. And where his alignment is right now, he can make that play on the jet sweep. That tells me the counter is going to be over here. They've got nothing coming back. They've got nothing running down the line to play that counter. And watch J.J. exploit this counter on this play. You got Samaj Morgan, or is that uh, Roman Wilson, or is that uh, Corm? That's Corm coming in motion. Here's the B-gap player. Here's the C-gap player. Look at these lead blockers. If you give the ball to Corm, You've got Loveland either blocking down on the linebacker or jumping the safety. Either one would be effective. And you got one-on-one -on -one blocking. Now you got Quorum out here all by himself. Not to mention, you got the counter on the other side. So let's take a look at what happens here. Watch them linebacker. Look at number 30. He's that C-gap player. He's going with Quorum. So what does J.J. do? He pulls it. We got everybody blocking down, and there's the counter. The kick out by Keegan, the tunnel by 
Uh, uh, Henderson, great block by Loveland, who got much better throughout the year. But look it, you got two plays in one. This can be a very effective scheme for us this year. Um, I like this scheme a lot, especially with the quarterbacks that we have coming back. I think that could be a very, very effective scheme. And then one last time, I'm going to show this Ohio State game. Same thing, same play. All right. Here we go. That was a pretty big play in the game, Jerry, that you're showing there. That run by JJ. That was that was on that final drive. drive. This series, Denny, is very effective. It don't, you know, it's not an OG or it's not an OG uh, system. This thing is very that play is very effective and very dangerous to a defense. Again, and running it, so they're not just putting this in. I like it. Okay, okay, here we are again. Same thing. We've got zone out here. We got this outside zone. If we give it, if this line it, now, what what I want to see more of is Loveland getting outside on this guy. Here's the C gap player. Here's the B gap or the uh, yeah the B gap player. Here's the C gap. Here's our guy that we want to read right here. He's so far off the ball. He could probably play this. He could pl- probably play the jet sweep, which means he's probably not going to play the counter over on the other side. Another very effective play, another big play in the game. This was a huge play against Ohio State. Watch the lead blockers out here. If we give the ball, we got lead blockers. If we don't give the ball, their linebackers are flowing. We got counter on the other side. Um, I love this system, and I just hope we can pl- uh, run it a little bit more. I think Orgy and uh, Denigal are very good uh, at running those plays. So that I just wanted to show. That's what I think our quarterbacks are going to be uh, um, going to be doing a little bit of this year. I think they're going to be reading a little bit more and in, in, in pulling and keeping. I can see that. Jerry, it's. February, man. I'm, I'm ready. I feel like, you know, ready to go out and hit somebody or whatever else, man. I'd get you fired up, ready to go. Great job, man. Great job. So no, Danny, great. You, you, uh, I appreciate it all the time, Danny. You, you, you've been a fantastic uh, host for me and it's been great working with you. Um, I I'm very excited about next year's team. I, I think our defense right now, I would, I would put our defense in the top three returning next year. Uh, and I don't think I'm. Um, it's not hyperbole or anything else. I, I think very. In fact, I might be very conservative. I might. I'm. I might learn later on next year that our defense is still the best defense in college football. And when you have that, we know what happens. Championships are won. I think our offense is going to be very good. Um, um, the University of Michigan is offensive lineman you, and we're going to reload on the offensive line. I think we've got three great quarterbacks that are going to compete and they're going to make each other better. And whoever wins it, wins it. Um, Receivers, Samaj Morgan, Morris, have proven themselves. Our running game, I think, is going to be solid. I think our running backs are as good as as anybody in the Big Ten next year. So uh, I'm feeling very good offensively as well. Two quick things. One, for all of you that are, are watching here, smash that like button. And if you can tell one of your friends, Michigan friends to subscribe to the maze and blue review, uh, certainly the podcast or uh, the, the YouTube do that. The more numbers, the better for us. So that's why we ask you to do that. If you could do that little thing and smash that like button as Sharon Moore says, smash and Jerry, maybe I have buried the lead, but you know what closed today? The transfer portal, the 30-day window since Jim Harbaugh left on January the 24th, the 23rd, to cut it up, 30 days. The portal is closed. Does that mean everybody's secure? Until April the 15th. I, I guess you could say you're leaving. <laughs> so you, you got a Lenny, little... Lenny, nobody is secure until the day before two days. That's when everybody is secure. Once two days starts, everybody's secure. This I guess, thing is nuts. But, oh, well. Uh, I don't know. It it makes me feel better that the portal's closing today. So, I guess, like, so if you were going to go, I think you would have used the 30-day window. I think so. You get in the spring, and and if you don't feel like, uh, and you're talking about the big stars, 
I, there could be some attrition in spring. Michigan's going to be looking to add some players, but I, I think it's good news today that the portal is closing. And yeah, they they lost Keon Sab, and uh, I, I, that was the big one. But they've got some depth there. So if I think you're on defense, why would you leave? If you're on defense, why would you leave? You've got one of the best defensive staffs assembled in college football this year, and that's not hyperbole. That is solid. You got Wink Martindale as your defensive coordinator. You got uh, uh, Morgan um, Saint Mar- um, Marie down in uh, town. You got some great, great uh, uh, coaches on that defensive side. The guy from Wisconsin, uh, Scrubs. Uh, these, these are these are pro coaches. And we didn't rebuild. We reloaded. We reloaded once again at the coaching position. So I'm jacked up. Um, why would you leave if you're not if you're a defensive player? Why would you leave? Offensive lineman, you former offensive lineman, saying the defense is going to be fabulous. You like that if you're a Michigan fan? Great job, Jerry. We look forward to talking with you next week. Denny, hail to the victors. Love working with you. Everybody have a great weekend.